Padmasambhava receives the initiation from the Dagani Surya Chandra Siddhi, the attainment of the union of solar and lunar energies. He's digested in her body, receives the empowerments in his body, and then is ejected with blessings from her secret lotus, completely transformed, completely transfigured, completely uh, purified, a new being in a new world. You'd think that is enough, surely. But the training goes on. The training never ends. Padmasambhava loves his training. Training is play. Training is spontaneous play. In a sense, it's not for anything. It's just the way he lives. Training is creativity. He goes on having more visions, receiving more initiations, having more adventures in the quicksilver world of the Buddhas. He goes on to hear the Dharma from a great master of the Supreme Yoga, the great master of Maha, Ati Mahasandhi, Ati Yoga, the great Sri Singha. This is a very different teaching from the visionary world of the Dharkini, but no different from it, but just pointing to a different dimension. This is what the text says. In the golden land, in the solitude of a cave, the son of King Kargyal, Sri Singha, is seated. He contemplates all the doctrines of the Dharma in a single indivisible one. In order to explain, go straight to the depth. This is his rule. And Padmasambhava came to Sri Singha and asked for the Dharma, which is indivisible and has absolute meaning. Sri Singha pointed his index finger to the sky and said, do not attach yourself. Do not attach yourself to thought. Do not attach yourself either to what does not arise, does not arise, or to what does arise, does arise. One arises and frees oneself at the same time. One arises and frees oneself at the same time. Empty. Empty. Not empty. Not empty. Strictly empty. Without stopping. Without stopping. Stopped. Stopped. With stopping. Forever empty. Forever empty. Strictly empty. Strictly empty. Without limits. Above as below. Ever flowing from everywhere. Vital, absolute truth. This treasure of Sri Singha lets itself be seen when vision and action are sufficient and united. Thus, Sri Singha spoke and disappeared into a diamond depth. At the end of Canto 34, 
which we've been exploring. Padmasambhava goes to yet another cremation ground. Let's hear where he goes and how he is named. And the Siddha Padma arrived in the land of Sala, in the great cemetery of the mysterious apparitions, which has a circumference of three and a half leagues. In the centre is the self-arising stupa Kapata, dwelling of the great blood-drinking Marmo. In the southwest is the marvellous tree of the tombs, golden security, the fruits of which are eaten by the creatures of the tombs. In the northwest is the water of the tombs, the lake most excellent, which, which is frequented by many creatures of the tombs, including the daughters of Nagendra and the daughters of Yakshas, who look like cadavers. In the northeast is the funeral fire, cloud of smoke, and in the whirlings of the fire are male and female demons who eat the carcasses of men, horses, of oxen, and still others, and who play countless games. In the southeast is the funeral wind of five origins, and among the wild shadows are dissimilar creatures, without num number, none dead, none being born, none aged. In the west, on the mountain of the tombs, descent of titans, live lemurs of many kinds, without poverty, possessing treasures of miraculous gems. In the north, there is only one form, the goddess Sahadara, yellow in colour, wearing a wild fur, tearing rotten tree trunks high and low with both hands and carrying on her back the yet moist heads of men. She mounts a black sheep with a skeleton for a shadow. In the east, the white lady of things, mounted on a corpse, moves by elevating herself. Here, among the terrors of the charnel house, with his back against a stupa, Padmasamava made the wheel of the Dharma turn for the Dharkinis for five years, and he received the name Todtrensal, strength of the Rosary of Skulls. Remember from our previous talks, the cremation ground is here. This consciousness, this being, this world, inside and outside. This is the cremation ground. This is the charnel ground. This is the place. We cannot but be aware of it right now. We feel the fear sometimes, the tension, the craziness, the sickness of this world right now. This is where we have to dwell with Padmasambhava, with Padma Todtrensal, Padma with the strength, with the creative power of the Rosary of Skulls. That's what it means. Padma with the strength, with the creative power of the Rosary of Skulls, the creative power and strength to transform 
yes, to transform this world, this cremation ground, to see it as it really is, a place of transformation where we can transform ourselves, yes, into Buddhas. So let's train with Padmasambhava here, preparing to hear the world. Let's hear his mantra, the Todrensal mantra, here in this cremation ground. Om Ahum Vajra Guru Pema Vajra Samaya Jasidhi Falahunga Om Ahum Vajra Guru Pema Vajra Samaya Jasidhi Falahunga Om Ahum Vajra Guru Pema Vajra Samaya Jasidhi Falahunga Om Ahum Vajra Guru so if you're enjoying, appreciating, benefiting from this series of short talks by Padma Vajra on the life and liberation of Padma Sambhava, him channeling these lightning flashes from the blue beyond, then please do consider making a donation to Padma Loka. We're still in uh, uncertain financial times. This year we lost our main source of income, uh, our retreat income, and even though people are starting to return to Padma Loka now, uh, our costs have considerably gone up. Uh, given the various measures that we have to put in place. So although we've benefited enormously from people's generosity uh, throughout the year, we really need to keep that stream of generosity flowing. So do please consider giving what you can. You can do that by following the link that's attached to this video or beneath in our YouTube channel or visiting our website and making a one-off donation or taking out a monthly standing order. Thank you.